Mythic fam. Thanks for tuning in. It's Naomi. And of course, Serena is on the other microphone. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. Why am I so annoying all the time? <laughs> Just for the hell of it. <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, how has your Friday been? It was, it was so busy. So I went to work and then I had to go drive into Houston for something Mm -hmm. and it was thunderstorming here. So it was summer thunderstorms. Nobody knows how to drive in the rain already. And then you add on the fact that 45 was closed for like construction. So like, you know, and like in other states when they do construction, (laughs) they just like block off a lane or two. Well, not in Texas. <laughs> in Texas, they-, they block off the entire freeway. Oh, and God. you have to, like, detour all the way around. So that was fun. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it sounded like you were in California there for a second. No one can drive in the rain, and there's always <laughs> construction on the freeways, like, right. constantly. I know. I-5 has been under construction for, like, 17 years. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, we're all just used to it. Where's the split at this time? Okay, they moved it. Like, right. Yeah, way. everyone's kind of used to it. Here, everybody slows down to, like, 20 miles per hour, mm. and I don't know. The road rage is just different in Texas. Maybe it's because everybody carries, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just test me. Just do it. Yeah, no, I'm, like, the chillest I've ever been, so... <laughs> I got I um on my audiobook, so I started listening to um I'm glad my mother died or whatever you that did? Yeah, dude. dude, I'm almost I'm, I have like thirty more minutes. It's so freaking crazy. Really? I've been looking up on Jeanette McCurdy's book all week since she released it. I wanna read it so Do bad. It. You should get the if you have Audible or if you have Amazon Prime, you should add Audible because she actually narrates it and it's amazing. Really? Yeah, Shit. dude. I might just have to do that because I do have Amazon. So. I would. But. Or you log into mine because... <laughs> I'll just log into yours. <laughs> seriously, it's... Wait till I finish it and then don't start because I'm reading Game of Thrones right now too. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost done with that. So you can read that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny because I just ordered... Well, I had Juwan order it because he has he has Prime. But um, I, I'm going to reread Interview with the Vampire since the TV series is about to come out. So I'm like, okay... I gotta have the physical one. I got to. Yeah. I'm only like an hour into it. It's kind of hard to get through. Oh, yeah. It's a little dense, I'm sure. (laughs) But Game of Thrones, I thought, would be harder to get through. It's not. It's so easy to get through. Huh. I've honestly never read the Game of Thrones either or any of his books, so. Read it. Log into my Audible when I'm done with it. (laughs) Okay. Just send me that info. (laughs) I will. (laughs) All right. What are we talking about today? So we got some cryptids to talk about today. And I got a cryptid from Japan. What do you got? I have two from Japan. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Cool. Well, let's hope we didn't do the same one because we did not discuss this. We did not discuss this at all. And I'm. How funny. I have a feeling we're doing the same one. Oh, really? I don't know why. You go first. All right, well, then. No, you go first. No, you go first. No, you. Okay, okay. Aw, you go first. (laughs) No, you. All right, I'm going to get started on our cryptid. Um, Like I said, it's from Japan, but I'm actually going to start off with a story before I get into any details of this cryptid. And again, like, so 
I, I guess it's a cryptid, but it is like a Japanese myth and legend. Um, I, I always like almost confuse myself when it comes to myth and legends from like different parts of the world when it's like, no, they really believe these things are here. And that's how a lot of cryptids are viewed also, but they're called cryptids, not just part of a myth and legend. Like, oh, yeah. anyways, so I'm going to say this is definitely a cryptid. Um, so here's my story. So very long time ago, and of course, I don't have a date because there never is. It's just a story. <laughs> just a long so, time ago. It was a long time ago. There was this man, and he lived with his mom in a small village in Japan. He would go to work every day, of course, and his mom was just staying at home, mainly alone. He didn't have a wife. There was no other kids running around. It was just him and his mom. And she started to get lonely. And, you know, as the years went on, she started to really complain to her son every time he'd come home from work, you know, how lonely she is. And one day, when the man was coming home from work, he heard a little meow and went over to investigate and found a little kitten next to a bigger cat, but the bigger cat, unfortunately, didn't look like it was alive. So the man, out of the goodness of his heart, he picks up the kitten and was like, I'm taking this thing home. So he takes the cat home, presents it to his mom, and his mom is just ecstatic. She is so happy. She has a companion now, and she gets to play with the cat. And I mean, come on. We all love kittens, right? <laughs> so the cat was definitely making his mom happy, and years went on. And one day, the man is just hanging out with a couple of his friends, and they're having some drinks. And, one, and they start just kind of talking about the cat, and one of his friends asks well, how long have you owned your cat? And the man answers, oh, the cat is now seven years old. And his friend then began to explain that once a cat gets to a certain age, mainly seven or even in some legends it's 13, but in this case it was seven. Um, once a cat turns the age of seven, that they start to gain supernatural powers. And the only way to stop a cat from getting these supernatural powers is to cut off its tail. So the man was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that to my cat. I love my cat. I'm not going to cut off its tail, whatever. So they just keep on drinking, and he heads home. One, um, I think it was the same night or just a couple nights later, man is coming home from work, and he notices that the lights in his home, all of them were off. So he's thinking in his head, oh, mom must have went to bed early or something. But as he walked, like, into the house and started getting closer to the home, he noticed one lamp in the home was on. And it was in a different room with the door closed. And as he got into the home and saw that the lamp was on in that other room, he noticed that there was, like, somebody or something dancing around the lamp. So the man just opens the door, it's his house, rushes into the room, but doesn't find anybody or anything in there. He does just see the lamp. The only thing he didn't notice was that there was some cat hair around the lamp, but, I mean, they have a cat. There's probably cat hair everywhere, so no big <laughs> deal, right? <laughs> so he goes into his mom's room just to check on her and see if she's in bed, and she was. But what he noticed was that the cat was not in its bed, wasn't on the mom's bed, nowhere in her room. The man just ends up going to bed himself, whatever. Cats do their own thing, right? So the next day... He still can't find the cat. He asks his mom, you know, have you seen the cat? And she said no, but she seems 
a little off today and she's kind of just staring off out the window and he's just thinking you know maybe mom is just missing the cat she is older maybe she's developing some sort of dementia and the mom would just you know stare out the window and not say much the days after that so his mom you know, as I said, was just sitting there looking out the window and he again asks his mom a couple days later, like, have you seen the cat yet? I haven't seen it at all. The mom slowly and like just saying slowly turns to look at her son and hissed at him and just hissed right at him. And he's like, all right, mom's definitely having some sort of dementia and she needs a, a companion. So the man legit just decided not to mention the cat again. And then one day he's out with his friends again, hanging out. And one of his friends comes up to him that he just sees when he's out and about saying, Hey, I, I went to your house the other day and something weird really happened. And he goes on to tell him that he went over to his house to borrow some tools, which he did often. And when he came into contact with his mom, she didn't seem to recognize him. So he's trying to talk to this woman who he's known for a long time. And he's just not getting any sort of response to her. So he's like, hey, are you all right? And again, she slowly turned to that friend and hissed at him. So weird. So... <laughs> The man, again, was like, I think my mom's having some sort of dementia. She is getting older. I'm not quite sure what's going on. And the friend was like, no, dude. Like, your mom's not having dementia. She's possessed. It definitely looked like she was possessed. So the man was like, well, that's kind of odd. Why would you say that she's possessed? So he actually started to kind of sneak around his own home and spy on his mom. So that same night when he decided to go spy on his mom and just kind of take a look at her without her really noticing him, um, he saw like this giant cat as he's trying to peer into her room. But this cat was like huge. And as he opens the door a little bit more into his mom's room, he's noticing that this cat is wearing his mother's clothes. So... I, don't, I really don't know how the hell I would react if I opened my mom's bedroom and saw a cat wearing her clothes. Not only yeah. just thinking, for my mom, a five-foot-tall cat. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so he barges open the door, and the cat, which is wearing his mom's clothes again, all of a sudden turned into his mom. It was like, as soon as he opens the door, now it's his mom instead of this giant freaking cat. And as he goes over to, like, hey, mom, are you okay? And, like, places his hand on her shoulder, she slowly turns around to look at her son, and she has cat eyes. That is so creepy. So that's the end of his night. He went and was like, okay, I, okay, go to bed, mom. And he left out of the room, and I guess that was the end of that night. So the very next day, he goes to his friends to be like, hey, remember, like, not too long ago, you were telling me about the cat and, you know, how they can become supernatural beings. Can I, like, cut its tail off now if it's already becoming supernatural? <laughs> and the friend is like, no, dude, if he's already that age, then he has turned into a, 
Now let me make sure I can pronounce this right. A bacchanecho, which is a, a cat-type spirit. So after a certain age, that is what the cats will turn into. And the friend is like, you know, it might be too late for your mom. I'm sorry if, if the baneco has already got her. There's nothing more you can do. So the man goes back home, goes into his mom's room, and it is his mom sitting on her own bed. And she turns around and starts, like, yelling at her son, but not making a whole lot of sense. And he's like, Mom, you need to calm down. He's still kind of thinking that she's going through some sort of dementia. So as the mom is, like, yelling at her son, he gets up to start to walk away. And I guess the mom just runs at him. She is trying to attack her son. The son, of course, can overpower the mom. And he actually ends up stabbing her. Well, as he stabbed his mom, she immediately turned into a cat. And so now the the man is looking at this giant cat that is now dead on the floor. And he just screams, like, where is my mother? Where is my mother? And he starts, like, he's so frustrated, he starts, like, hitting the floorboards. And he's pounding on the floorboards so hard that one of the floorboards actually ends up kind of cracking, which catches his attention. So he actually is able to lift up this floorboard, and as he lifts it up, he notices bones and remains of rats and of mice. And as he lifts up more of the floorboard, he then, unfortunately, sees his mom in there. Oh, Oh my God. That is pretty much the end of that. However, a few days later, his friends come over to his house and they're like, dude, where have you been? It's been a couple days. We haven't seen you. We haven't seen your mom. Is everything okay? And the man is just kind of standing in his doorway and then he's like, well, you, you guys can come inside. So the friends go inside and the first thing that happens is they are met with this horrible putrid smell. And then... The man closes the door behind him, and he also turned into a cat. No! <laughs> I'm so, sitting here looking at my cat like, bitch, you better not. Right? So, what is the back in Yeko? And I do apologize if I have mispronounced that word. So, the back in Yeko is what is called a changed cat or a demon cat. It is part of the Japanese spirit, a, a yo Yokai, yokai, which is just yeah, a yokai, which, which is, is just what I a, did. A suit, which is just a supernatural spirit, from what I gathered, in, you know, the simplest of terms. Yeah, so I'm covering two different yokai. So nice. <laughs> so this is a yokai, uh, and it is so. Um, a little bit about the Bakanyeko. It is a cat entity. For uh, uh, obviously, after the story, <laughs> um, there is more than one type of cat yokai, uh, but the Bakanyeko specifically has one very long tail. They will also be able to transform into a demon, or they can haunt the home of their owner, and they can also possess their owner. The Bakanyeko is also said to eat their owners. So what'll happen is they'll eat their owners and then end up like pretty much possessing what they look like and, um, you know, just 
be them. But what they do is they'll cause havoc afterwards also. So there was another one that I kept finding that said that the back in Yucca will also throw fireballs, which I just thought was interesting. But it is one of the reasons for like house fires and whatnot. Because it is said that their long tail kind of acts like a um, like an accelerant, and it can spread the fire through the home. So um, they also have a certain criteria to be a back in Yekko. First off, they got to be at least seven years old. Um, some of the legends do say they need to be at least 13, but I saw a lot where it was like 7, 12, and 13. So for my own interpretation... What I think for the Bakanyako is once a cat turns seven years old is when they start to acquire those supernatural abilities. And I think that as it gets older, it just becomes more of that type of yokai. Um, The other thing is it needs to be at the least seven pounds, which I'm sorry, but do you know how much your cat weighs, Serena? She's probably like four or five pounds. Okay, well, I thought my cat was normal, and he's not. He's, like, a 13-pound cat, so, like, and he also has a long tail. So Maybe I'm really hoping, really hoping Louie's not a back in Yekko, because he's also 11 or 12 at this point. I've had him since I was 18. He's an older cat. Oh, so. That's why he scared me on that one episode. He was... Oh my gosh. <laughs> now! <laughs> I know he busted in there like he was about to take my lunch money. <laughs> gosh, that was so funny. So it's not easy to tell the back in Yekko apart from a regular, normal, domesticated cat. Um, a little bit of background on cats and Japan that I found. Um, back in like the 1100s, Um, There was a lot of folklore about cats as protectors, but um, they were, like, mainly protectors of, like, uh, Buddhist temples and stuff. And there's a few different myths and legends saying that they, like, not only protected this ancient scripture because rats and mice would try to get into the ancient scriptures and, of course, they'll make their freaking nests out of it. They'll do anything with paper to make a nest. So, um... The cats were there to specifically protect the scripture, which I, I think is extremely cool. important when you think of it as a temple and then protecting things. I can't exactly find where it happened that cats with long tails are bad luck. I couldn't really find anything very specific for that. Um, oh, I do apologize. So um, that wasn't in the 1100s. That was in the 1600s where the cats were more protectors. So I do apologize about that. Um, but in the 1100s, <laughs> let me go back so I can correct myself, that there was some ancient writings around cats. And it was specifically in the Kokon Chamanju, which I'm very sure I'm mispronouncing that. <laughs> but there was like this uh, poem or story in there of a cat's of cats, perhaps they do become demons. And I couldn't really find any other, like, reason why, but it was in multiple places in this type of, um, it's like a collection of myths and legends from Japan from the 1100s. And the thing about the tales, there was something about long tales in Japan that just did not sit right. And a lot of the times, that's when people would cut off the tails of their cats, which 
if, it, if there's a Japanese bobtail cat, which used to have long tails, but then through them getting cut off and them realizing through genetic everything, I'm not like a genetics person, but I do know that they will <laughs> adapt. <laughs> so they now just have short tails because of so many different generations of their tails being cut off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, there was also a lot of stuff I was finding on these back in Yekko being shapeshifters. And one of the main things I could find was if it's an old cat, it's going to shapeshift into an old lady. And I was like, really? They just decide, I'm just going to be an old lady all of a sudden. (laughs) They have to, like, stay with their age or something? I guess so. Or, like, whatever the equivalent is. Because, like, is it cat years or is it human years? Like, seven years? Well, I mean, like, when I say my cat is, like, 11 or 12, I'm doing it by year. Like, Like, I don't think much about the human years. Yeah, my years. So, I think it's just human years. Because, also... Every single one of these backing yekos, once they reach that certain age to start acquiring the supernatural powers, they will start to talk and try to be more human-like. And all of the things I was finding was it will speak the human language, which in this case would definitely be Japanese. But what that also says to me is they do believe that backing yekos are also a worldwide thing. So it'll just speak whatever language its owner has. So one of my uh, favorite things I kept seeing about the back in Yekos is they seem to like to dance. Like people will say like in um, abandoned houses or houses that are rented out, but there's nobody living in there yet that they'll notice these cats on their hind legs, specifically with a towel or napkin over their head. And they'll be dancing around a lantern or a light. And I'm like, why? They're just having a dance party. <laughs> but like... they're just having a great time. So I just thought this was a really cool story. I think the back in Yekko is something that is still very much prevalent in Japanese culture, considering there is actually a play about one. I mean, it's not just about the back in Yekko, but it is about a family that um, has some very bad luck because of what they do to another family, and the back in Yekko gets revenge. And it was a really neat little play that I read up on, and I wish I wrote down what the name of it was. <laughs> so, Google it, that people. is the back in Yekko, and I gotta say, so I did have to look it up. So, you know the, the traditional little waving cat that you see? And takes yeah 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 that is also a backing yekko <laughs> oh okay yeah or a type of yokai I would say but um yeah let me know what you guys think about the backing yekkos please correct me if I mispronounced anything wrong and well I know neko n e k o I know that is cat oh tight Thank but you. how do you spell the word it is is it b a c a no, B-A-K-E-N-E-K-O. Bakeneko. Okay. Bakeneko. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was my cryptid for the week. I hope you guys enjoyed. That was cute. Not really, though, because it kills people. But I'm sitting here staring at my cute cat thinking about it the whole time. Well, Dude, I'm not like, going to talk uh... about one of my cryptids then. Oh, because really? <laughs> it's pretty much identical is it the one with the two tails no we'll oh. talk about it i'll do i'll do something else and we'll, we'll do this in a different episode 
Okay. Uh, but I am going to talk about one. So, it is Bring a yokai. It. And it is the Hadadashi. So, H-A-R-A-D-A-S-H-I. And the okay. translation, you're going to love this one. I picked this one just for you. Aw. The translation is belly exposer. Is what? <laughs> belly exposer. Belly exposer. Yes. <laughs> I do love it. Okay, give me more information. <laughs> what is this thing? So this yokai resides in old temples and homes. And what do they look like? So they're goofy looking and they can take on various forms. Occasionally, a haradashi will appear as a headless torso with arms, legs, and a comical facial feature on its stomach. Okay. <laughs> Other times, it looks like a kind elderly nun or a goofy female monster with long black hair. But whatever form that it chooses to take, it always has in common the large silly face on like the stomach, right? Oh, I think I've seen, like, pictures of that before. Okay. Um, okay. But it's not, like, a mean yokai, like, the ones we hear, like, that kill you or, like, burn down villages or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, unlike most yokai, the Hadadashi don't do anything harmful. They are cheerful and agreeable yokai, and they enjoy amusing others and cheering people up. They frequently disguise themselves as ordinary humans, and they use their belly faces to surprise people and make them laugh. <laughs> the Haradashi usually appear to sad, lonely individuals, particularly those who are drinking like by themselves at home, and they oh, like damn. really like sake. So if you have Dude. sake, they'll be. Me more too. likely to come. <laughs> I agree with that. I love sake. <laughs> <laughs> they'll slip into people's homes and cheer them up. And when offered a drink, they'll happily accept. And then they're, they will like expose their stomach. And then they'll perform this dance for you to make you laugh. Girl. <laughs> I want to meet this thing. <laughs> I know, right? Those who entertain a haradashi in their homes will find that their troubles and uh, worries actually vanish away and they become filled with hopes and dreams. Haradashi don't only perform house calls, they actually um, make their homes in old temples and say there's like people who need help at that time, like if there's a storm or snow or whatever outside and there's people that are seeking shelter, they'll actually okay. invite them in to stay the night in their temple. And the Haradashi will present its guests with a warm room, a hearty meal, and they will obviously entertain them with their signature belly dance. <laughs> that is my yokai. And I want so badly to see one <laughs> girl that is like the complete opposite of a red cap the <laughs> oh, complete right, opposite right. so they're like throwing rocks at you to get you away from their <laughs> old castles and then your little belly exposers like i'm gonna help you let's get drunk and hang out and have a great I time know. we'll have a dance party and dude that <laughs> is so cool i know oh i thought gosh. you would like that one i was like yeah belly exposure that's totally naomi's jam right there <laughs> that's hilarious Wow. They're funny job. looking. If you look up like pictures and stuff, it's like a mm -hmm. big belly too. It's not like, you know, <laughs> it's like a big old belly with a face on it. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. That is great. Oh man. Well, guess what, Serena? What, Naomi? 
We're going to see each other in seven days. Next week. (laughs) (laughs) Seven more days. I can't freaking wait. I know. Maybe we'll get to see one of your belly exposers. (laughs) It's downtown Dallas. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of belly exposures. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what bars we decide to go to. Who knows? Depending on the drink, I might become the Haradashi and expose my belly and start dancing for (laughs) real. Yes. (laughs) I did just pick up um, a bottle of Jameson and some pickleback. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have that to look forward to. Yes. (laughs) As well as in and out because I have been without for how long have I lived here? Nine months now. You haven't had it at all. Uh uh-uh, uh, there's so the nearest one, there's one in Houston, but it's like an two hours from my house. Right. And then there's one in Dallas and that's three hours from my house. <laughs> so as much as I like in and out, I don't want to drive, you know. You everybody drive three says hours. everybody says it's not as good as it is in California too. Hmm. So and everybody oh. eats Whataburger out here, which I am now converted over to team whataburger all right all right so well, we'll have to go have there to too that. yeah we're, yes. we're definitely gonna go to whataburger we're gonna go there we're gonna go to i'm gonna take you guys to bucky's is Juwan even coming i don't even know no uh-uh, i don't think he's able to no? come no Aww. it's just you and i okay well we'll still have a lot of fun we, oh yes yeah that was without question actually yeah <laughs> yeah we don't need Juwan. we don't need him there <laughs> well guys it is yeah. gonna be fun we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival next week, and we are obviously overly excited. I know, as we talk about it for five minutes straight. But if you guys are not able to attend, we are going to be doing a Spotify live event. So we're going to be doing a live recording of one of our episodes. We have a really fun haunted thing we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. Haunted place, I should say. Yes. And you can download the spotify live app and then follow us it's just weird mythic i have it posted on all of our social media so you know leading up to that day yeah leading up to that day we'll definitely have it posted for you guys and tune into that episode if you happen to miss it we're gonna download it and we'll post it anyways so don't feel bad but you guys (laughs) should feel bad because you should listen to us (laughs) live yeah and hear us struggle and it's like 10.30 Texas time, so keep that in mind, everybody. <laughs> yeah, in the morning, though. In the morning, so. Yeah, a.m. Not, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. We would, I would not be ready to go at 10.30 at night. I'd be like, no, I'm like a couple drinks in, and what are we talking about? Oh, we're going to be more than a couple drinks in 10.30 at night. <laughs> but it's going to be good. We might go live on Facebook as well. Yeah. I think we're just going to be going live all weekend just so you guys can come hang exactly, out with us. Yeah, Definitely during not? the festival, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we'll get Jason in on some, some fun times. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes. And don't forget to follow us on all the social media stuff. Weird mythic podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, weird mythic. And always gotta say, send us your stories. We want to hear any creepy haunting stories. Um, if you've ever seen a cryptid or if you've ever come in contact with, uh, either of the cryptids we talked about today yeah. <laughs> please let us know what you think about your cat <laughs> at weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com even if you guys just want to send us pictures of your animals we'll be fine with yo that. 
I will send you a picture of my animal if I get one of yours. So. You literally, you're going to get pictures of Louie and Poopy Paws. <laughs> yep. And I, I pretty much have an adoptive cat now. You know, that white cat that kept, like, coming around the house and then came oh, yeah. in my house that one time? Well, that cat got really brave and has been getting within arm's reach of me, so I've, I've been feeding it separately Aww. than Louie, and it has its own little thing now, so I kind does of have Louis, an adoptive cat. Does Louie get along with the cat? So this is what's weird, is I've legit seen Louie chase other cats away from their food bowl, chase other cats into their own home and try to attack them. I've also seen Louie try to attack my neighbor's dog. It was like, the dog was fine, but he's like, in the window, like, looking at the dog. Like he's, I'm like, why are you in my neighbor's house? Like, he's been in my neighbor's house. I've had two homes with him, and he's been in each of my neighbor's house, and he chases their cats away from their own food. But this one, Louis standing next to him as it's eaten out of his bowl. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, he so, brought his little friend home. He got a friend. So... That's it's not so allowed cute. in the house, though. This is still Louie's house. I'm not going to let a stray cat come into my house. So. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but it can definitely stay outside. And as long as I'm just going to keep their food separate. So Yeah. Oh, yay. Louie adopted an animal. I, I call it little one because it's much smaller than my cat. Like little head, little body, little legs. <laughs> like it's just a little cute. one. <laughs> that's cute. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>